0: Hello oh, and welcome to another episode of the Free America podcast. I'm your host Nick Yaya. This is Free America. You've made it. You're back, and we'd like to thank you for once again joining us on our show. And today we've got a special guest. Her name is Laura D. Benedetto, and she is a TEDx speaker and a number one best-selling author of the book The Six Habits. And we're going to be talking a little bit about her book and about her experiences and and how um, the how her experiences and what she writes about in this book can be beneficial and can be helpful to you. Um, I was I was reading over the book and and there are a lot of things in there that I I think that you're going to get a lot from and I do highly recommend reading this book because you know as we talk about oftentimes here on the show, things can be you know a little bit difficult these days. Um, it seems like dark times sometimes when we're looking at the news or or hearing about current events or some of the things that I cover on this show. And so I always like to try to balance it out and give you something that you can use, tools that you can use to help either you know fight back against the tyranny or make yourself better, make yourself a, a more whole and rounded person. And I, and I really firmly believe today that speaking with Laura, we're, we're going to get that. We're going to get some of those tools to help you live a better life and be a better you and and help you to cope with some of the negativity that's going on today in today's world. So. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy hearing uh, what Laura has to say. So anyway, moving on, of course, uh, i like to draw your attention up front to the Free America Podcast website where you can find this episode as well as others. Uh, we encourage you to share this with as many people as you like. Uh, you can share the video. You can share the audio. Uh, there's uh, different audio options down here along the right column. And, of course, up top, there's the video section where you can find links to our show. And like I said, feel free to share that with your friends, family, or anybody you like on social media. Um, put it up on you can rebroadcast it on on other platforms like Rumble or BitChute or YouTube. And um, yeah, no copyright infringement from me. So feel free to do that if you like. Also, if you like what we do here at Free America Podcast, consider going to COVID'sMostWanted.com and getting your hands on a deck of COVID's most wanted playing cards. These are cards that feature people like Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates. These are a deck of of poker cards. So your your standard deck, you know, aces, kings, queens, the whole, the whole nine, and a couple of jokers to boot. And this is a great way to familiarize yourself with all the people associated with the COVID-19 scandemic. And so here's the list of all the people and uh, that we've compiled. I've compiled all the evidence against them, all the crimes that they've committed. So it's a great way to inform yourself and inform others. These make great gifts. And if you use the promo code podcast at checkout, you'll get a 20% discount as well as free shipping. So please do check that out. All right, moving on to the news today. Actually, a bit of information up front, something that you can use. I'm going to put this in the action items section of the show notes. This is a, a publication from... The National Library of Medicine. This is the NIH's website, and this is a study that shows that that face masks don't work. This is a meta-analysis of many other studies of hundreds of others study of other studies that showed that basically that that interventions that use it that used triple-layered masks alone in combination with hand hygiene. Um, didn't, there was no significant reduction in ILI, which is influenza-like illness. So so essentially, as we've been saying for a very long time here, not only uh, are masks bad for you, but they don't work. And so when, when, when they try to come back this this coming year with these mask mandates, you can point to this study and you can show people, whether you're talking uh, to you, the principal of your school or a school board uh, when you're talking speaking on behalf of your children, or if you're at a local county board supervisor meeting where the county health director is there or, or whoever, ha- whoever, whoever you may be dealing with, you can use this as a tool to fight back against these unreasonable and ridiculous mask mandates. And so a uh, little something there for you. So that's uh, some good news off the top. Also, some, some interesting, funny news I found is that uh, Facebook's new artificial intelligence thinks that the 2020 election was rigged and thinks that that President, uh, President Trump won the election and then Biden stole the election from Trump. This is hilarious. So the same platform that will censor you and ban you for talking about the 2020 election being rigged and stolen uh, has created an artificial intelligence bot that thinks the same thing. I find that extremely hilarious. (laughs) The irony is rich with this one. All right, moving on. Uh, More news about school vaccine mandates for COVID-19. It says that they're not happening here. Schools aren't enforcing them. We're talking about, last week we were talking about colleges and universities, but now we're also talking about high schools. Uh, The only place that really is enforcing these things is in Washington, D.C. for students 12 and older. But Throughout the rest of the country, it doesn't look like they're going to be pushing this on the kids. And that, I think, is due in part to the very minimal uptake uh, by young people or by their parents for young people. I know it's been approved now from ages six months all the way up to 18. But um, since then, a very small percentage of people have been vaccinating their children with this experimental drug, as we all know, as they've had time to see the negative effects of this of this drug people b- being disabled and injured also people dying as a result of taking it and the fact that it just simply does not work you know they, it was supposed to be 100% effective right safe and effective safe and effective that's what they kept saying and now we see that that simply isn't true and so people aren't going to risk the health of their children with a drug that essentially does nothing for people or kids who really have no risk uh, if they contract COVID of serious illness and or death. So that is good news that the, the schools are finally getting the message that we're not going to do it. And if we, and if, and if you don't pull the mandate, we're going to pull our kids. So keep fighting hard, keep fighting back folks. Cause we are winning. This is the good news. That's why I wanted to share this up front. Okay. Um, not very good news here out of the UK is study or excuse me, data now out of the from the UK government shows that one in every 246 vaccinated people has died within 60 days of a COVID-19 vaccination. And so and that's according to the government. So uh, I'll leave this up here for you to review and share with people um, and maybe people who are trying to encourage you to take this jab. I, you know, I was down at my local city hall here last week and they tried to prevent me from entering and exercising my First Amendment rights to uh, redress my government with my grievances simply because I was not willing to take this deadly vaccine. And so I'm going to be using this in part as evidence in my uh, court court case that I will bring against them unless they rescind this illegal ordinance. So that will be coming up as well. So I want to leave that there for you that you can use as well as, as for reference and evidence if you need to use it. Uh, following up on Dr. Fauci lying to to Congress about coronavirus research in China. Uh, Now, several doctors have come forward, including one Dr. Richard Ebright. He's a professor of molecular biology at Rutgers. And, And he said that on repeated occasions, statements made to the public and to the press and policymakers by Dr. Fauci have been untruthful. He says, I don't I don't understand why these statements are being made because they're demonstrably false. And he's speaking, of course, in regard to when uh, Fauci was questioned by Rand Paul of Kentucky, who insisted that the NIH had not funded gain of function research in China, despite evidence to the contrary. So the house of cards is crumbling for old Dr. Fauci. And hopefully sooner rather than later, he will uh, be removed from his position and held accountable for his actions uh, which resulted in the deaths of many many people so uh, that's what's called genocide folks and that's exactly what he's been found guilty of in COVID's most wanted so check out the website and once again and in the by the way these are made in the USA folks this isn't some made in China crap it's made in the USA right here in Texas so get your hands on a deck of those about 20 bucks all right Funny fact check out of USA Today. Monkeypox is not a side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine, experts say. Remember the experts, right, folks? The nameless, faceless people that they always refer to in these in these fact check articles? Well, here it is again. Funny thing about this is that, you know, they say that monkeypox isn't a side effect of COVID-19 vaccine because there's no monkeypox virus in the vaccine. Okay, that may be true. However, in the side effects listed in the, in the nine pages of side effects listed for COVID-19 vaccine, some of the same symptoms that you see with monkeypox are the same ones that are listed in the side effects, such as blistering and, and shingles-like outbreaks. So those are consistent with what we see with people who are diagnosed with monkeypox. It could be a misdiagnosis. It could be an effect of the COVID-19 vaccine. And so this is a very misleading article by the USA Today. surprise. Surprise. Uh, it comes as no surprise to me that their fact checks are often misleading, and this one is no exception. All right. Uh, another very misleading article here out of NBC is, do Americans have a vitamin D problem? Here's what health experts say. You have to be really careful with vitamin D. And they say in this article that there's no connection between vitamin D and, and health and that and that it can't prevent or or help, help you uh, build your immune system and prevent getting sick. And that's just simply not true. So again, they're trying to steer you away from natural remedies and natural medicines and and vitamins and just things that your body needs and steer you towards the chemical, pharmaceutical alternatives, which we have now found to be very dangerous. More often than not, these drugs uh, harm more than they help. And so again, another misleading article by the mainstream media wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, This one, a little concerning because last week we were talking about how They've uh, discovered polio in wastewater in the city of New York, leading to hundreds. Uh, This is the article right here. Hundreds of New Yorkers may already be infected with polio. So they're ramping up the fear porn again. Well, this article now out of The Guardian in the UK says all children aged one to nine in London to be offered a polio vaccine booster because they're finding it in wastewater in London. Now, when you read through the article, you get to a point here where it talks about the type of polio vaccine being administered and and it says that it says that this this may have been um, UK switched from using OPV to using IPV so OPV is orally administered polio vaccine IPV is effective at preventing polio disease but it does not produce good gut immunity but when they were administering the OPV um people who have been recently vaccinated can shed vaccine-like virus in their feces. So this OPV is the same vaccine that Bill Gates was administering in India, where hundreds of thousands of children. Well, I think uh, that's an exaggeration, but it was definitely over hundred thousand children were injured as a result of this vaccine. And some were killed and he is now wanted for murder in India because of that. And so the very, the very fact of of administering this vaccine has now caused polio a resurgence in polio and so they're bringing back polio folks and they're doing it with the vaccine And now what they're going to do is they're going to vaccinate more kids with this polio vaccine, which is going to create more polio, which is going to drive hysteria, drive demand for lockdowns and all this other nonsense and a massive vaccine campaign. So I wanted to bring this to your attention so that you're aware of what is going on and what they're trying to do, because this type of stuff, uh, we need to get out ahead of this before they uh, drive the narrative in the wrong direction again. Okay, and then finally, before we uh, get to our guest here, just a couple of quick more things. Another concerning article here out of the uh, United States: the IRS is hiring new employees, including armed and fit federal agents willing to use deadly force. So, the billions of dollars that was requested—I think it was eighty billion—in <clears throat> our in our in our in the latest proposal from Congress or the bill that they passed includes something for 87,000 new IRS agents, many of which are going to, some of which rather, are going to be armed. And uh, they the IRS has been purchasing guns and ammo at an, an astounding rate over the last decade or so. So you got to wonder, what are they getting at, right? Are they, why are they arming up? Why do they need agents willing to use deadly force? Are they going to turn them on the American people, much the same way they did during the Obama administration when they uh, use the IRS as a weapon against Tea Party patriots. So they started going after them and auditing them and, and freezing their bank accounts, seizing their assets. And it's very concerning, which brings me finally to our, 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 our next article, which is the Biden administration, through a new executive order, is planning to protect us from cash beginning on December 13th of this year. Now, this is concerning because they want to switch over from the use of cash and and electronic accounting which is what we use and you know on our bank accounts and our credit cards and our debit cards to digital currencies or a central bank digital currency now the problem with that as i've been talking about uh, on this show before is that that is a programmable token a programmable piece of currency so if they don't want you to buy gasoline, let's say you've used up your quota due to your carbon footprint, your carbon credits have been used this month, they can turn it off and you can't buy gasoline with your own money. Uh, they can they can dictate what you can and cannot buy. And So this is very concerning. Uh, they can also just completely turn off your money altogether if you don't go along with the narrative, with government policy, if you're uh, someone who stands up for your freedom and your rights, such as myself and our guest today, as well as, uh, all of you watching and listening to this show. So these things uh, I find are extremely concerning for the future of our country. And I, again, I, I want to bring them your, to your attention, not to scare you or disturb you, but to, to give you, to arm you with information so that you can make better decisions. And our guest today, Laura De, De, De Benedetto, sorry, I, I fumbled that one. She's going to kill me. Uh, is, is a person also who is trying to do just that. She understands and has gone through some, some very difficult times in her life, but has come through it, has always been an entrepreneur and has found a way around and found ways to solve problems. And one of those problems in her life um, was, was what prompted her to write uh, this this book. Um, this book, I'll, just, I'll pull it up right here real quick. And um, so, oh, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> I lost it. And... Here it is. All right. So this is uh, the the Six Habits is the name of the book, and this is a, this is a, this is a great book. I'm, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about the book, but we're gonna talk about a lot of other things that that Laura is uh, is currently involved in, and ways that I think things that are gonna benefit you as our viewers and listeners. So please join me in welcoming to the show Laura DiBenedetto. Benedetto. Hi, Laura. Hi. Thanks for joining us today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me here
0: great great i know you you are such a a busy person i mean you're you're a you're a tedx speaker you're a best-selling author you've got all kinds of uh all kinds of things going on you've got a new business i understand with your husband uh you know a yeah. new, you know ammo ammo business which is great uh, just don't sell to the irs that's all i ask please
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding right <laughs> <laughs> so, so for you.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Say, sell only to patriots we would appreciate that we need the help but uh but tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little, give us a little background.
1: <clears throat> sure. So I've been a pretty much career-long entrepreneur. I started my first business at 19 years old. And uh I've just been out here helping people for a while. I don't want to date myself too much, but um I've Sorry. been at it for a while and uh I retired in uh 2018 from my first company. Um Someone else runs it now, and that's really wonderful. And then I went on to write my book um, because retirement kind of showed showed the cracks, I guess, that when you're so busy and you're just caught up in momentum, you just don't notice these things. Mm-hmm. So I just had time to like notice, oh wow, stuff is definitely not okay. So that's where the book came from. And you know, we can get into that more specifically. And then um Good. Then COVID showed up and it's like people plan and God laughs while people plan and COVID laughs. Ha ha, sucka, this is not everything you thought you were going to do, you're not going to do. So I was living on Maui. I was really excited, loving life, just enjoying my retirement, walking the beach every day. Um, And then life just stopped being fun. And I became very concerned that I was going to have to die over a can of beans because, you know, living on an island 2,500 miles away from things things could get weird pretty quickly if people were right. out of supplies and, um, Hawaii doesn't really, um, work with the second amendment and they, um, make it very difficult for you to protect yourself. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we, yeah, moved yeah, away. Yeah. we live in the free state of Florida now, and my husband had a business. He was doing really awesome, uh, eco tours of the Island and some really like awesome hidden spots and I got to be his best customer going on, like, crazy recon missions to fit, find awesome spaces. Uh-huh. And uh, that business got destroyed. And, you know, uh, my speaking career got just pretty much halted because turns out people don't want to hang out with the unvaccinated. So I couldn't get speaking gigs in New York or, you know, like, some of these California places. I'm like, well, then, whatever. Right. Like, I was wanted to work with my husband. So I'm going to start a manufacturing company with him and he's former military and like a real nerd about specifications. And he's like the guy to do all the things. And he's, he's just, he's awesome. So I just was like, you know what, I really care about this whole sovereignty thing. And after the last like, you know, year or so of free trial of authoritarianism i think i'm good so um you no know, i still i'm i'm still out here promoting the book and i i believe in happiness and love and i also believe in freedom and and like my book gives you freedom and my freedom seeds give you freedom so mm-hmm. it's all about freedom so <laughs> well
0: well that you know that you, i think you summed it up right there is that even though external forces are trying to to ebb away chip away at that freedom Every single day, it seems, whether they're talking about gun rights or they're just talking about civil rights, right? The ability to appear in public and conduct your business as you see fit without having to present a card showing your vaccination status. Uh, we, we still have the, the opportunity to be happy, to be free within, right? And and a lot of people uh, you know, have don't recognize that and they think that they're subject only to external forces, but it is possible right. uh, to, to look inside. And, and find that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, a major reason why I had to move away from Maui was, you know, I knew they were bringing vaccine passports, and I am completely opposed to segregation. I mean, yeah. you know, I'll I'll say it. How do you think they got people to hop into those cattle cars? Right. Um, it, you know, in Germany, is they right. convinced one group of people that another group of people was unclean and a threat to them. So exactly. it was a slippery slope and I wanted no part of it. And I knew that was going to happen to me and I would be denied entry into lots of places. And, you know, um, I moved away from Massachusetts, you know, before that, because that's where my marketing company is. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were doing vaccine passports and Florida was flatly like, nope, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, good, because you shouldn't discriminate. It's, it's yeah. really terrible. And, you know, I really did have to lean inward very much to find joy and find difficulty you know, in the moments of the COVID bullshit to actually find happiness somewhere in there and not completely fall apart. Like it was a lot. And honestly, for people who at this point are still as yet unvaccinated and will remain that way, this group of people has faced so much outright hatred. And I ought to know, because I'm in the group. Um, And this group of people, we deserve credit for sticking to our guns, I guess, pun intended, given what I do for a living now, um, <laughs> and holding your ground. It takes incredible courage to swim upstream when everybody you know, is so steadfastly convinced that you're killing grandma and you stick to your guns anyway because you know what's best for you. That takes a lot of stones. It just does, and if, I mean, I'm just so grateful that I had done the work on myself that I did. and I had discovered all the things that I ultimately put in my book. I mean, I wrote it for me, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided to share it, which is what the book was for. But like, if you can really deeply master yourself, you can weather the storm. You can deal with people hating you. You can, you can deal with people when they're telling you, you're killing people. Why? Because I went outside without a mask. Are you insane? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I've been through all of it. I've had people tell me literally... You're killing people, you're responsible, you're selfish. How could mm-hmm. you? Blah blah blah. You know what? Drop dead. I don't have yeah. time for this.
0: I I had I and had a person my mind. <laughs> I had a person track me down at a Home Depot that I was walking in and I heard sir, 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 you know, and, and I just kept walking and I'm I'm like 20 aisles down. And this guy, he, he was a customer, he wasn't an employee, customer. Came and tracked me down to tell me that I was putting he and his family in danger by not wearing a mask. And I said, Wait a minute, y- you came and sought me out to tell me I'm putting you in danger. So if I'm such a danger to you, why are you anywhere near me right now? And he's like, Oh yeah, you, you want to go outside? You want to fight? I'm like, look, man, you- you've but then lost you your have mind. To touch
1: me, and I'm really scary. So why would you yeah. want to do that?
0: Exactly. And these people, these people have lost their mind. And the conclusion I reached really. Is that most of them are operating, if not all of them, are operating from this position of fear? And when you're in this state of fear, you know, the psychological impact that has is you lose access to your prefrontal cortex. You cannot process information normally, and yeah, so they they, they just agree. are reacting uh, this this kind of animal instinct to react out of fear. And and I almost feel sorry for them in a way that you know that they're under this this influence that they really have no control over. It's it's really sad.
1: I agree. And, you know, like, I mean, I joke, like, leave me alone, drop dead. I might say that in the moment, but like where my heart lies all of the time is, you know, you make your choices. I make mine. I don't I don't need to agree with your choice to support your right to have one. And I would really like for you to respect me the same way. And, you know, I think fear has made people not just, you know, lose, you know, prefrontal cortex, um, access or whatever like i'm not the scientist but what what i do know is that it makes people operate only from a place of fear and they can't operate from a place of power and Mm -hmm. a big part of what i'm deeply committed to with my book is to give people their power and give them the ability to critically think and to question things and to be like no i i mm, that doesn't add up for me and to have the confidence of self to be disliked and and face what comes because you know the the hard part is it's like oh no i they won't like me that's not what they're saying it's oh no i don't think i can handle it if they don't like me well when you openly reject a consensus that happens to be wrong yeah a lot of people are not going to like you and you need to be tough to be able to handle that and if you're not tough it can really rake you over the coals you can get yourself some clinical depression or you could get ptsd i mean even if you do the work on yourself you can still get ptsd which i did and i spent the first half of last year uh dealing with PTSD after I moved to Florida and I spent every day crying. It was horrible. I tried really hard to just show up and give light and love to everybody else, but yeah. When you when you okay. don't have any to inside of you to give to others, you can't do that and that's part of my job, but you know, it's not my fault I got PTSD. Doesn't mean that there's, you know, anything wrong with anyone else who's gotten it from all of this COVID malarkey. Like, you know, it 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 happens. It's normal. Yeah. And if you work on yourself before, during, after, whatever, it helps you get through it faster, get back on your feet better and move on more powerfully. I mean, I tell you what, the things I am saying to you now, calmly in a recorded space that's being published, I could not say this to you this way a year ago because I was so worried about what the angry mob with the pitchforks and the torches would do to me. Now I don't care. I'm like whatever. Hate me. Like, Like, go ahead, hate me some more. It's fine. Like I can handle it. Can you handle it?
0: Right. And it, it, you're right. It takes, it takes a lot to be able to process it and, and deal with it. And uh, like you, I've had other life experiences, which prepared me somewhat for this. And so I was, I was able to handle it probably better than others. I've been through depression. I've been through Um, anxiety, I've been through other life stressful, stressful life situations that I've had to learn to manage. And so Mm -hmm. I I probably had an easier time, not an easy, but easier time dealing with this than, than many other people. And, but even at that, it's it's so it's so very difficult i do i suffer from ptsd as well and and you know some of, one of the symptoms is hypervigilance always you know looking around being aware of your situation and yeah. and i still get that when i walk into a store a grocery store or or some kind of shop or whatever um, i'm i just this constant feeling that somebody's going to walk up to me and sir 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 you need to put on your mask sir and I get, I get the anxiety, I get the, the elevated heart rate. Oh, and
1: heart. I don't anxiety. know what's worse, getting sir, 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 or ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You can take yeah. ma'am. I'm going to tell you yeah. where to stick that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm done. I Look, I'm with you. I mean, I, I may, <laughs> I may be calm, collected and cool, you know, here on, on video, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, there are times when I, I'm not so much so in the heat of uh, the heat of the situation. I, I, re- I, I've, I've, I react, you know, differently uh, sometimes. I mean, the, the, the better part of me tends to disappear. And I, and I definitely. Um,
1: it makes sense. I mean, is it yeah. is it your best self showing up? No. I mean, I would say I have dealt with so much crap that now it's like if someone says something to me, it's very rare because I live in Florida, but I've been thrown out of a bunch of places and I'm like, that's cool. You do realize that you're discriminating. No, we're not. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, Because well, let's say I have an issue that prevents me from wearing this. Right. You still won't let me be in your store. Oh, but we'll, you know, uh, 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 you'll what? You're right. still discriminating. And if yeah. you think I'm not calling corporate, you'd be wrong. Have yeah. a good day, madam.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's our, it's our policy. sir. that's what I hear all the time out here. There is a, you know, they made an exception, which at many places, made an exception for people with medical conditions and disabilities. So of which I'm one uh so that you you don't have to wear a mask right well the people say i know sir but it's our policy okay well your policy is actually breaking the law right now and i named the different laws that they're breaking as in addition to the americans let me guess they just
1: repeat the line
0: and and yeah sir it's our policy sir it's our policy sir it's our policy and and in fact i have one court case right now that i'm i'm a a in. what's that
1: like that's what i say to these people what are you a parrot? Yeah, they are. They they're, they're like robots. Policies are created by human beings. They can also be evaluated with critical thought by human beings. And then right. I've said that thing very kindly and then they just repeat the line just like yeah. Joe Biden repeat the line.
0: Well, that's that you bring up something very interesting critical thinking. It does it seems today that not a lot of people possess that ability. Is that is that what you're finding as well?
1: Yeah. And it's not their fault. I mean, the thing is like, even people who are horrifically wrong, I still have compassion and love for them, even though I might wish to, um, get out of the conversation or like be angry in the moment. Like I I have a lot of compassion because it's not their fault that they're ignorant. I mean, that's exactly what ignorant is, is when it's, you don't know something you, you don't know of it because you don't know that you don't know. That's what that is. And it's, it's not your fault. You can't, I mean, you can, I think it makes you a bit of a jerk if you do it, but you can't get mad at people for not knowing what they don't know. Like think about it. Our education system has roots um, in like industrial Germany um, like 200 years ago, where the purpose of our current structure of education was to basically indoctrinate and groom well-behaved, obedient, um, non-critical thinking Hmm. uh, machinists and workers who would simply do what they're told, take the paycheck that they're given and just go home and shut up. And, you know, our education is the same way. And just the word kindergarten, does that sound English to you? It's not.
0: Yeah, it's German. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's like, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that there has been a good education revolution in this country, and we're very due for it. There is a bit of a groundswell in lots of people who see the problems, who are starting to create better schools, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm actually friends with a woman who's done that here in yes. Jacksonville, Florida, really? and okay. um, they're providing actual, real, solid education that's not indoctrination. It's it's really teaching critical thought, and it's like, you know, I, I, I think that the problem is we we have, we have all of these people who have been taught to behave, collect their paycheck, go home, don't ask questions, mm-hmm. you'll get in trouble if you speak up, don't, you know, don't talk back to your elders, you know, children are better seen and not heard, blah, 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 like we've heard all these phrases. But, you know, that's actually not great. and. It's actually very hard. So I am an employer. and as an employer, I try work I try to work very hard to actually undo that. And this level of programming, it it has to come I mean it, it like it is really, really difficult to like undo it because I say to these yeah. folks that I employ like I need you to manage up. And they're like, well, like, what do you mean? And they won't because they've been so deeply
0: trained
1: to believe that you don't meet speak up to management, you don't question authority. You should question authority. And it's like our parents taught us this. And it's like, you know, I would rather have innovative, disobedient people who think and ask questions and meaningfully argue and debate than obedient drones who just do what they're told. So I I try to work with my team and like, you know, at my different companies and let them know, like. I care about what you have to say if you hate my idea you get to say that chances are you might have a better one like innovate please like i don't just need someone who can be an order filler i need you to be an innovator and like it's discouraged across the board so it's like if they can't do it in the workplace they can't do it at home they're discouraged from doing it as children you know in school and in the home do you really think that these people um, you know, who want to come after you and me are actually equipped to face like a really heavy COVID narrative plus ridiculous um, censoring and, and and like chokeholding of the messaging to the point where you can't even see anything that counters the narrative on Facebook, on Instagram, obviously that because there's such a throttle on it. And every time there's something like a parlor or a, or a gab or whatever that springs up, they try so hard to bury it to make sure you don't, not only can you not find it, even if you have the tiniest thought to look for it, it will be hard for you to find it. So right. like, even these people who are like trying to like hatch out of their little egg of insulation and obedience, they can't. It's like there's big brother out there with the tape keeping the shell intact. It's like, no, no, no. You stay small. You stay obedient. I don't want you thinking. You stay right.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a da- that's dangerous to the system, right? They they don't want people thinking outside the box or or, or you know threatening the the official narrative, which is why, right? You've got them all parroting the same thing, all singing from the same hymnal, and then on the other side, you've got them suppressing any alternative information that's out there. And so, yeah, you're you right; it is very difficult. Thorough. What's that?
1: You got to admit they're thorough.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're, no, they're, they're very good. And they've, they've got they've been working on this system for quite some time. And that's why I believe they're so bold in their actions. And so, you know, because they, they think, well, there's no one here to hold us accountable. We can do whatever we want. There's no repercussions because we run the show. We run everything. And they've got the Justice Department locked up, as you can see. <laughs> you know, they're they they're, They've got I mean, the judges, the courts, the FBI, the DOJ. You know, have got Congress, obviously, and the presidency. They, in my opinion, stole that. So and they've stolen elections and they're going to probably do it again in the future. And so there's there's no repercussions for them. They they can do whatever they want. That's why they're being so bold with their actions. I mean, this raid on Mar-a-Lago by the FBI, that's just stunning to me. I know I didn't cover it in the news because I'm sure everybody's heard uh, so much about it. But uh, I, I mean, are are you just as an observer? I mean, are you concerned for for our country when you're starting to see stuff like that?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, what you're seeing is the cracks of our civilization, and they're starting here in America where it's okay because we hate someone to try to vilify them. And, you know, I saw a wonderful post on LinkedIn today. and I, I reshared it. It was basically something along the lines of it's not, it, it's not about Donald Trump. It never was about Donald Trump and the people who liked him um, or voted for him. They didn't necessarily care for his character. I didn't like how some of the comments he made about women. Sure. I'm like, yo, I want to support you, but like, but that's just yeah. garbage right there. Right. Like, it, you know, It's not about that. It's the fact that despite his foul mouth and his brash nature, he stood for freedom and still does. And people don't like that. And that's what the people who like Donald Trump like. I mean, yes, of course, there's the super ultra hard right people who are a little lunatic about it. And they're just way excessive. And
0: I, sure. I, not, on, I, on both I don't sides. care you for mean, not, the
1: extreme right. I don't care for the extreme left. Extreme right. anything doesn't work. Like I care for you as a human. I love you. I wish you well. And, you know, I, I hope that you find whatever makes you happy. Because if you're extreme, you're probably not very happy. Um, yeah. But like most people just want to be in the middle. They just want to see people love each other. And like, even if you take a look at like, you know, Donald Trump or, you know, the COVID stuff or, uh, I mean, the Ukraine stuff. If you take a look at the very core of what people are banging their chests about, it's people are angry that other people are in pain. People are, by their by our very nature, we are empathic creatures. We wish yes. kindness to be done upon us. And we are angry when we see things in the world. So what we're doing is like, someone solve this. This is wrong. And we just get angrier and angrier about the things that we can't solve. And we get mad at other people for not solving it. And it's just, we're heading for civil war. Like, and we're already here just in a digital space. Like this thing with Donald Trump was absolutely horrible. You're damn right. I'm worried because what makes it okay for you to do this to a former president of the United freaking States of America? Like really? And the fact that people are okay with that is the most terrifying part. Like the FBI should not be a weapon to be used by Biden and his cronies. Um, It is completely unacceptable. And if you think for a minute that these 87,000 IRS agents are not there to do the exact same damn thing to you. You're yeah. not paying attention.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's what's really scary about this. And and you're right. I think it was definitely it's out of it's way out of line for Biden and the Justice Department to do this to a former president when it was Trump himself when he was president who declined to do something similar to Hillary for a very similar offense of of having state information, you know, classified information on private servers that was hacked. And these emails were hacked and, and, and information got out. And he had the opportunity to have her uh, indicted and or arrested for that. But he said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, essentially, it would tear this country apart. And so I'm not going to do that. I, I'm more interested in unification and moving forward. But it doesn't seem like the Democrats are interested in that. They're, they're, they're interested in vilifying and attacking. And now I'm, I'm afraid you're right. Like with the IRS, they're going to start going after conservatives and, and people of well, anybody that's agencies, not on the left.
1: The three-letter agencies are, in my humble opinion, they're enemies of the people. Yeah. And I'm a person who I believe we should have government because that's how you have things like roads. Um, and you know, community services and parks and, you know, there's a lot of wonderful things that the government provides. So I'm not an anarchist in the slightest, and I'm not Mm -hmm. one of those sovereign citizens like, Oh, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not a member of this nation. No, I'm proud to be a citizen. And you know what, when my taxes are going to good things, I mean, I believe in that it makes sense. Everybody should contribute to the greater good. But like a lot of things, the... The intent is being heavily abused now, yeah. and, and and we have a lot of abuse of power and people who get drunk on power. Once they grab it, they never want to let it go. It's human nature. And oh God, I mean, you know, the thing about human nature is we're all a bunch of large children in suits pretending to behave ourselves, not swear, speak politely, and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're, we're no better than primates right these forks like yeah. We're you just
0: know on this act we stability. are and it's yeah. you know
1: it's like i mean it's even people you know who want to you know talk about like professionalism or this or that it's like what's with the false heirs? like come on like you know humans are yeah. scared human humans cannot handle a lot of power and do it well and it's like you know people are like oh money's the root of all evil no no it's not um insecurity is fear fear. yeah Yeah. fear and insecurity they're the same thing and it's like if you think of that like fear of losing power fear of being irrelevant fear of people not liking you blah 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 like that's the root of all evil it's also the root of um you know things going wrong you know even well-intentioned things
0: sure absolutely and and you're right about these you know these three letter agencies and and big government um they've they've absconded with the, the country, in my opinion. And I I think we'd be better served if we decentralized away from these, this federal system and really, you know, give the power back to the States per the 10th amendment and let the States manage themselves for a while until we can clear things out and, and assess what these organizations are doing and, and, and get a lot of the bad people out of there and decide whether or not they're actually necessary because every state has the same um, agencies, the same, in, not institutions, but the same, you know, facilities and people. Mm-hmm um at the state level that they do at the federal level. And so is it really necessary to have all of those duplicate agencies at the federal level wielding so much power and with such huge budgets? Well, they're
1: not going to let it go, Nick. They're not going No, let no, it not go.
0: willingly. <laughs> no, no.
1: No, it it you know, it goes beyond that. They're not going to let it go and they I mean if you, if you read the job listing, they'll meet you with deadly force. So yeah. there's that. So you yeah. know, just keep that in mind, but like look, I mean even within Florida You've got a really divided population. Even on my street, we've got a divided population. I've got, you know, some people who are, you know, very left. I've got a few who are very right. Then, you know, you've got the people who are Mostly, I would say pretty friendly and even if they don't feel the same, they're largely like welcoming. I don't like to use the word tolerant because that means mm. I'm putting up with you, but it's more yeah. like, you know, welcoming of different points of view and it's like we can be friends anyway. We don't have to agree on everything. And and I feel genuinely in my heart that that is actually the bulk of the country. Is most yeah. people are like I don't need to agree with you, but what you're hearing is the 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 screeching on both sides the of the local minorities
0: yeah the more extreme and radical uh, ends of the spectrum right are the ones that seem to have <clears throat> excuse me the loudest voice <clears throat> sorry yeah and exactly. yeah they're, they're ones that are given the, the 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 coverage on the news right and so
1: exactly. we tend to
0: think that that since that's the only thing we see on tv well that's that's how everybody feels right and it's this yeah it that's
1: is. not the case I mean, it's definitely not the case. I mean, I think about like, you know, just. I mean, my street is a great example of it. My city is a great example. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. It's the largest landmass city in the entire nation. It's big. Hmm. Um, really? Oh yeah. Um, it's it's like um, eight hundred square miles or something like that. Oh my it's, god. Yeah, it's, it's, it's massive.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, LA was big.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's huge. I mean, I can be driving for a very long time and still be in Jacksonville, which is insane. But anyway, yeah. like, there's so much diversity here. And, you know, I've, when I first moved here, I tried to make friends and I met people with all kinds of different points of view. And, you know, there's always the intolerant ones, but I remember, you know, hosting some meetup events just so I could meet some people. And, you know, I met some people who were largely, we decided, you know, it's not really a fit. We don't want to be friends, but it's like, they didn't want to tell me how to live my life, and I don't want to tell them how yeah. to live theirs, and I had some interesting conversations. I mean, honestly, through all right. this podcasting and interviewing, guesting that I'm doing, uh, I mean, I'm meeting people who have a curious perspective, and I also have one. It's like, if you're know, if you a person who's like really pro-vaccine, which I'm not, um, if you are, I want to know why. Like, what made you sure. feel that way, and what was your experience? Because it's not so much what you believe, it's why you believe it that's interesting. You know, why, why, what was your life story? What was your journey like that led you to this particular conclusion? And I wonder if I had experienced the same, if I might feel the same way, you know, if I had looked through life through your eyes and then gone through that, I may actually conclude the same thing. And when we can, when we can love ourselves enough to have the courage to do that and, and not feel like we'll be threatened for doing that. I actually believe that as a society, we get, we we have the capacity to get better.
0: Yeah, that that's a great point. You know, we've we've a lot of people have forgotten how to listen, or or how to ask those questions and get inside in people's minds and be more sympathetic or empathetic, really, uh, to to someone else's um, situation. Right. So you mm-hmm. you may not know uh, that that you know they've got. You know some kind of medical history or or that they've got someone who's um you know they're they're afraid of losing because they might be exposed to um you know this this COVID or or what have you and they and they have uh they haven't heard all of the negative things about the vaccines they've been shielded from that through their information yeah. sources they don't know that people are being injured or that people are dying you know, right they don't or know. they just
1: made a different risk assessment. Maybe they do know and they were just like, well, uh, I ra- I would rather take the risk of that than COVID because yeah. I have a lot of stuff going on. And it's like, but that's, I mean, so the name of my ammo company is Sovereign Ammo. And I chose that name with my husband because the word sovereign means to be accountable and it means to be free and it means to be responsible. I mean, the word sovereign holds a lot of power. It's a reason why it's associated with the crown, you know, to be sovereign is truly having supreme power over yourself, but also what happens when you make choices. Oh, you're on the hook for that. Oh, you know, you you need to take care of yourself. And if your choices yeah. don't work out, you're, you have to deal with it. Like that's what sovereignty is. And, you know, when people are confronted with a choice, they should have the ability to make a sovereign decision that they feel is best for them with the information that they have at the time. And there's a lot of people like my parents, actually, you know, they're not getting any more boosters, right? Cause they're like, mm, there's more information coming out now. But in the beginning, you know, I was sharing information with them and I was very candid, I was like, uh, I don't know. But one thing I am hearing is that the people who are getting the, the horrible side effects, the myocarditis, they do tend to be younger and they tend to be male. Um, mm-hmm. and you guys are in your upper seventies. And based on the data that I've seen, it looks like, I know you want to do this. It looks like you're in the lowest risk group for having side effects. So they ultimately decided to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. my dad had lung cancer before my mom doesn't have a spleen, so she doesn't have immunity and they made a choice yeah. as a couple. And they even reasoned and they explained it to me. And they's like, look, we know risks. But we talked it over as, as a couple and we just decided we've had a good life and we don't really want to you know, go down with COVID. We don't really want to go down because of a vaccine either, but we figure the risk is lower with the vaccine and we just decided to deal with it. And if it doesn't work out, we've had a good life. And I'm sure. like, wow, that really hit me in the heart. That hurts, but it is an, an intelligently arrived at decision and yeah. it's your body. You get to do what you want with it.
0: Well, I think that's It's yeah, a great point is is it's that it's a part of that sovereignty it's part of that bodily autonomy that goes with that and that you you should be entitled to make that choice if you want and i think really the big the big argument that we're having amongst a lot of people is that they they, they don't want to give you that choice They, they don't want to allow you that bodily autonomy when it comes to to something so as controversial as this vaccine which may or may not be beneficial to you which may or may not harm you um and like you said you know your your parents did the calculus on it and and came to the conclusion that well you know it it, for us it might not be as big of a risk to benefit ratio as as is the other way around for a lot of other people and and they made their choice and and that's their choice to make right and and who am i I to say
1: You know, I, as long as they feel good and they, they actually haven't had any, any side effects, which I'm really grateful for. You know, I have a thyroid condition. I'm also still within childbearing years and I've heard too many things. And I'm just like, you know, I just, mm, I have a lot more life left ahead of me. And I have a lot of things that are just unknown and there's no longitudinal safety data. And I've seen too many red flags for me to be like, yeah, the risk out, you know, Or the the reward uh, outweighs the risk. I don't feel as though it does, and you know I'm also really healthy. Like I take a lot of disgusting vitamins and liquid herbs. I mean, they're really gross. And um, (laughs) me too. I I try to take care of myself and have a lot of water. And I mean, this is 22 ounces, and I kill about five of these a day of water
0: or coconut water or something. Champion right there. That's that's Olympic level water drinking
1: right so i try to get my you know my good sleep i try not to be too stressed out and i eat well and i choose to eat organic and i was just like well you know what i'm gonna get COVID at some point um
0: You're it's probably able to viruses know.
1: typically wane in um strength the longer yeah. they've been circulating so my hope was, I was like well if i can avoid it and just kind of like avoid other people which i'm not that social so it wasn't that hard if i can just kind of like avoid other people Till this evolves a little bit more and I get like a mutation, then I'll probably be okay. And then that is exactly how it played out for me. I ended up getting COVID when it had weakened a little bit and it was a really crappy week. I watched the entire series of Lost, did not enjoy the uh-huh. ending at all. I felt I got robbed. I was like, yeah. I just through COVID. And now this ending, are you kidding me? (laughs) Or like, I I want these moments of my life back. No, really, I don't. That was not a great week. But like, I was like, okay, well, now I have it, you know, and I have immunity that now is much more durable than any artificial immunity. And we've known about natural immunity for 800 years. So I was like, no, I'm good. You know, and I explained my choice to my mother. And she's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Makes sense.
0: that's what shocked me about the statements coming from people like our surgeon general vivek murthy he was saying that that natural that vaccinated you know acquired immunity is less durable than than vaccinated immunity you know natural immunity is and i just
1: it is just I, factually I, it's incorrect stunning.
0: it's just oh. stunning to think that this guy is our, our surgeon general like the top doctor and he's saying this it's it you it just why? blows me away.
1: we have the ministry of truth
0: right well, that 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 right there should have been a red flag for anybody who is paying attention is is when you hear them saying stuff like that, which like in the book 1984, which what you're referring to with the Ministry of Truth, you know, everything's backward, everything is inverted. Right. So yeah. so, for example, and they're saying here that natural immunity is not as good as as vaccine induced immunity, which is just simply not true. And but they're saying it with a straight face and they're repeating it over and over and over and over again. And now they're saying all these other things like, you know, uh, uh, a man can be a woman or that uh, a raid is not a raid now. And you know, everything that we've come to know to be true is is completely been inverted now. And mm-hmm. it's it's just I don't, are they are they trying to drive us crazy? Like, is that <laughs> the is that the intent or what do you think the no, what do think you think they're getting that. at here?
1: Uh, I think, you know, what's being driven at right now is. um honestly, they're, they're really working on changing our uh, entire country. I think that, I mean, this is my opinion, not necessarily fact, but my sure. opinion is that um, there's a lot of people who do not like others having so much freedom and they want the freedom to create the country they want without other people's freedom in their way to stop them. So it's kind of like, Um, I, I think I'm making things up. I want to wear masks and I think masks are a great idea and I, I like them so much that I need you to do it too. And Mm -hmm. it's really, I think it's about, um, you know, a lot of people who do not like the idea of individual sovereignty, Mm. um, who are working to strip us of that and punish people for speaking out against that. I mean, honestly, like know, Ayn Rand and, um, you know, like, like all of these authors of that ilk, you know, like that there, these are wonderful literary like commentaries on what is happening, but really help to tell the story of like the psychology that it takes to create such a thing. And, you know, Orwell had a lot of interesting thoughts and it's like, you know, I didn't understand when I first read Animal Farm as, uh, an assignment in school that this was a political commentary on what could happen. I didn't get it. Um, I kind of feel like there should be assigned reading as an adult to like, let people actually like onboard some ideas and like, see, Oh shoot, there's some correlations happening here. I mean, you know, Atlas shrugged. I mean, good God. It actually thoroughly like dismantles the idea that socialism is a great idea without actually coming right out and commenting on it. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, well, in in, well it's an incredibly written book and it's one of those cornerstone pieces of literature that everybody should read but like i think the end game is destruction of individual sovereignty um because there are a few elites that want everything for themselves and it's that whole thing of by 2030 you will own nothing and be happy and it's like well yeah is more to that sentence you will own nothing and we will be happy
0: Right They'll be happy and 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 they see people who are individualistic and and independent as a threat to to them and to their plans. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think in part to kind of throw us off balance, they they're changing the meaning of words and 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 the definition. You know, I mean, they're
1: trying to redefine recession.
0: Right, exactly. A recession is not a recession, even though two consecutive quarters of negative GDP GDP growth is what defines a recession. And they've been saying it over and over and over again. You know, this is since- literally
1: what the Ministry of Truth did in 1984, for anyone who hasn't read it. They literally began to redefine words and rewrite history based on, ooh, we need to cover up something. We don't like how that went. Let's just redefine the words so then we're not guilty of being, you know, the thing that we would accuse you of.
0: Right. And I, I think I, it, it seems to me like they're using it as a handbook to, to dictate their policies. It's, it really yeah. is surreal living in these times. I mean, I've and I'm going it's to go off. It's stressful. It stressful, yeah. So, so, I mean, kind of coming back around to the, the, some of the, the elements of your book, mm-hmm. what, what can people uh, do or what can, what, what can they take away from your book to help deal with things like this?
1: well the the purpose of the book first of all it's a very practically written book it's like I love self-help books I really do but some of them can be incredibly esoteric and fluffy Um, Mm -hmm. Just by speaking to me I think you can tell I am neither of those things I can I mean I can get all wistful and poetic if you want to and I can go down the deepest philosophical rabbit hole but as as a daily course I'm pretty pragmatic and the book is written that way it's supposed to be a practical guidebook to help you gain mastery of self because you know on the cover it's practical tools for dr- bringing your dreams to life but i don't know what your dreams are maybe your dream is just to be confident cool maybe your maybe your dream is just to like go live on 60 acres in the middle of nowhere and be off the grid and just be left the hell alone it's becoming my dream like yeah. you know like but you need how do i say this in order to have the things you wish to have in life, you need to become the person who can have that, you know, like the person that I am today is not currently qualified to have the things that I will have a year from now. I'm not qualified yet, but I'm doing the work to become the person I need to be to have all of that stuff, be able to handle it, manage it, manifest it, all of the things and bring it into existence. And, you know, the research that I did was asking myself, what do the happiest people have in common? The subtext question is, well, why am I not happy? Because I had retired, I had a ton of awards, I made a bunch of money, like I had by all accounts uh, succeeded, but it right. didn't check the boxes. And I mm. you know, I, I, I made a mistake that a lot of, particularly Americans make, and I, I chased a lot of material success and a lot of emotional highs, if you will. Yay, I just got an award, but then you crash again. Or like, yay, I just got a bunch of money. Oh, and I crash again. Or I'm going on a vacation. Yay. And then you crash again. Your baseline has to be better. Like, because if it is, you're not crashing because it's it's like, yeah, you'll go up and down, but you're not going on a wild roller coaster ride. It'll be more like right. the City park version of the roller coaster. I mean, that's really what you're looking for. But like, in order to be really happy, you have to do six things mentally as a default mechanism in your head so i talked to you before about the programming that we all have and the indoctrination that we have at the school level we also have indoctrination from our parents of how we should treat ourselves how we should feel about ourselves how we should interact with life how we should um show up um and you know allow people to treat us and how we show up in our lives you know we we have all of these things pre-programmed, we have to reprogram this stuff to the, ch- to the programming that we approve of, not the crap that's already in there. So you got to clean out the bats in the belfry and you got to actually figure out the way your head is operating. So, you know, I figured it out. The six habits are kindness to you, not to other people. Yes. You should be kind to other people. I'm not talking about that. You need to treat yourself with kindness. You need to have acceptance, which is habit number two. That's unconditionally loving yourself unconditional being the key word you need to be living a gratitude lifestyle not just be grateful occasionally you need to be present you need to be managing the inflow of energy and ensuring that it is good and adding good and being very mindful and active about that and you need to be actively putting out good energy and that's the habit of intention now these six things these core pillars of your psychology are things you can change i know this because i've done it i was the dragon lady, worst lady to work for. I was negative. I yelled at my staff before. This was terrible. This is not who I wish to be. You know, I was already destroying my, my new marriage, you know, and I was bleeding internally. Like, I was on fire in every <clears throat> conceivable way except actual flames. And of course, I wasn't happy. But the thing yeah. is, once we did the work to figure out what do happy people have in common, they got these six things in common, and they're doing it right, or at least five right? They're doing a lot of these things and they're doing enough of them as a default way of being that their lives are easy. Things flow things are, they're just, they're lubricated. It's just, you don't have friction everywhere in like, Oh, I want to make money. Oh, I want to start a business. I want to have more sex with my wife. I want to, you know, do all these different things. It doesn't have to be filled with so much friction. So, you know, my advice to people is generally threefold. One, figure out what could be possible. And that's generally, if you read my book, The Six Habits, it's on Amazon. The is spelled out. Six is spelled out. The Six Habits. If you look at that on Amazon, you can also get an autographed copy. If you go to my website, thesixhabits.com. If you go there, read the damn book. You can also get it on Audible. There you go. And there's there's me yakking in the bottom because you can't get it off of my face. But that's the- There uh, she is. <laughs> Yeah. So like that's, that's the book where you find out what's possible and you start to have the epiphanies that are really, really important to this process. So if you, if you start to realize what's possible, you start to realize, oh my gosh, I want different things. So this, this great segue. Okay. So the six habits, 90 day habit mastery. This is something where you learn to master yourself. Science will tell you that you absolutely must put 66 days minimum into new habit acquisition and formation. You cannot Mm -hmm. do it in what marketers would have you believe is 21 or 30 days. It's a sales pitch to steal your money. Like I built that program for me and it worked. I moved to Maui, I improved my marriage, started having lots of sex, started walking on the beach every day, wrote a book, did a Ted talk, started another company, sailed through a pandemic with not too many bumps and bruises and came out of PTSD faster than I think most people could. So I would say it works and it works well. And now I have people who work for me who love working for me because I show up and they're inspired. And like, that's the most important aspect of leadership for me is not do that because I said so, do that because you are inspired to do it without me asking you to do it because we're all on the same team and I'm not a freaking monster. So like, you know, step one, back to your question, see what's possible. Step two is discover where you are which is something you can do. And I'll get to that in a second. And step three is define where you're going. So step two is figuring out where you are. If you read the book, which you should, you can download a whole cadre of, um, coaching materials completely free. These are things that allow you to meet yourself. These are questions that are designed to get to the core of you. Some might make you cry. Good. Bust out the tissues, bust out the wine, smoke a doobie. I don't care what it takes, but feel the feelings go there because only when you know, destination and point of origin, can you actually begin on a journey effectively? So step one, figure out what the journey could be. Step two, figure out your point of origin. And then three is define where you want to go. The, where you want to go is doing the work that's figuring out, well, what do I want out of my life? And. How am I going to get there, right? And your GPS, if you take a look at it, you have to put in point A and point B. Step two is point A. Step two is point B. That's doing the damn work. So whether you do this 90-day program or not, you better do the work. You better do a 90-day program, whether it's mine or one that you invent. But you have to do the work or you've just read a book that was nice and move on. And that changes nothing. That doesn't change the world. It doesn't uh, improve the next generation. It certainly doesn't improve your life and it doesn't get you any closer to living your dreams. You're muted. I can't hear you. You're muted.
0: Oh, geez. My mic was off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're I... muted. Hello. Uh... <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I couldn't hear you over myself. But anyway, now a lot of people they they don't uh, they don't they don't do that. They they need to take action is, is what I was saying, and they don't do that. They'll 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 meditate on it. They'll think about it. They'll do anything but actually take action and, and put in the hard work, and yeah. and that is what is necessary to help make that change. I mean, my personal experience. I, I studied to be an actor for many years. And I had a great acting coach who would give us these, these, these activities, these things to do to, to get to know ourselves better, to discover things about who we are or what makes us do what we do, you know, how, how we function. And, and it was only through doing that. Some of it was very hard work. It was only through doing that did I really discover who I was. And really, not only did I become a better actor, but I became a better person and and you're right it's it's through doing that work that you're going to discover so much more than than what you would just get from reading the book right
1: well absolutely and you know what apply that to any great book that's been written really like you need to apply it you need to use the wisdom contained within that another person gave you that diligently sought out for you all you have to do is ingest it onboard it and do the work and and like it, it doesn't have to be hard or awful, but yeah, it's it's applied learning. I mean, it's it's like I can theoretically tell you about how to cook a turkey, but until you actually cook one for the first time, you really can't quite grasp what I'm saying to you, and you might need to practice at it and cook a bunch of turkeys before you finally get one that's juicy and really, really good that you actually want to share with another human and not right. just the cat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, you know, that's just it. I mean, it takes time. It takes practice. And, and we need to be patient with ourselves when we it comes do. to these things. It's not something that happens overnight, you know, okay. And, and that, like you said, like why, you know, 90 days is is a really is a good frame to put around it to to give yourself that time and to and to be gentle and patient with yourself while you're doing this, because that, it's, it's not that, easy work.
1: And the thing about that is you're going to be 90 days older anyway. So why not be 90 days better?
0: Ah, I love that. 90 days better, not just 90 days older.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think about who I wish to be 90 days from now and, you know, I I could be a lot of different things. And it's up to me. I get to decide. Do I want to be today me? I like today me, but I could certainly be a better one. So why not do it? I mean, I have to tell you, among men, a lot of, um, you know, more macho people or whatever, there's a disinclination to do... Personal development because oh that's that's chick stuff or right. <laughs> that's that's like leftist stuff. No, it's not. There's it's so many kind and wonderful and insightful, thoughtful people on all sides of the political spectrum. And and frankly, I think people would stop friggin' arguing so much over this petty bullshit and destroying our country if they would actually just work on themselves. Yeah. Um, We'd have a better nation if we had better individuals, because the reason why the collective is such a mess is because the individuals are a mess. And you can't disprove that. You can't.
0: That's a great that's a great observation. You're right. And and uh, people for far too long have been putting that off and kind of uh, what's uh, shifting the responsibility to, to someone else. And really, they've shifted it over to that person on the television that tells them what to think or how to feel about something and they go around and they parrot that idea and they don't really understand or stop to think about what it is that they're saying or why they're saying it. And, and it does cause a lot of friction because they don't have that, that ability to, to, um, to, to, to listen to somebody else or to internalize or think about or empathize or, or even do a little bit of critical thinking when it comes to something like we were talking about earlier with masks or with someone's decision to, to take the vaccine or not. And, right. and you're right. We do need more of that. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, we can, you can reach out to more people uh, with your book and, and now on the, on the website, you also have your, your Ted talk. Is that, is that up there as well?
1: It is. Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. And, yeah. and, and other links to other podcasts. I'm just looking at the page right here. Just yeah, want to share. Well, There's some. Uh, okay. I,
1: no way I could conceivably put all of them because I've been on over 300 shows at this point, maybe starting to creep towards like
0: 325, 350. Wow. You got me beat. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) um, And you also do coaching. Is that correct?
1: I do coaching. And, you know, I I love coaching. It's it's not something where I can do a lot of it. I can only accept a small amount of clients at a time. And these need to be people that I really get along with. I mean, I, I have clients who have different political views for me. Like, I really genuinely love all people. Um, I like working with open-minded people who are open about the world and open about themselves and they're ready to be brave and they're, they're not sure how to get there. And like, how does, how do you become brave? Well, do you just start doing scary stuff? Kind of, but sometimes you need some help. So, you know, the people I end up working with quite a bit are folks Who are entrepreneurs people who either are getting started in their entrepreneurial journey or people who have had um, an entrepreneurship endeavor for quite some time and they want to scale it and and the reason for that is because the only way that you know you can be really truly successful as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. is if you do the work to become the person who can have the things you want it's the same right but the entrepreneurial lens let lens it it just adds so much um, rich texture to the concept of sovereignty because you're taking on profound financial risk and financial responsibility at the same time that you're taking on emotional risk and emotional responsibility. And being able Mm -hmm. to take on those two things at the same time, if you've never done either before, good God, you need help because you're going to go through the ringer. And I say this as an entrepreneur for 23 years, it changes you. It defines you. It pushes you. It crushes you. It makes you bloom and blossom. It does all the things, but going through that without any support, could kill you it's like it's not for the faint of heart and you'll often do it wrong and a lot of times what people will do is their natural inclination i have it too is when you don't know how to solve something you just throw more money at it you throw more effort at it instead of stepping back and 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 being that person who has all the things who doesn't throw more money or more effort at it they sit back and they intelligently solve challenges or discuss or say goodbye and let things go and to arrive into being that person does require support. So that's the kind of work I like to do. It's, it's honestly, it's really, really awesome work to see people change so much and grow. Um, I mean, the relationships I have with my clients are ridiculously intimate. Um, when we talk about the most frightening things, um, but I'm good at that. Like I can have the hard conversations and, You know, I mean, I have a client whose daughter is transgender and it's, it's, you know, she's not sure how to handle it sometimes. Mm. And she loves her daughter and it's new and weird. And she's in a different convers, you know, different generation. She's also trying to grow as a person and she's trying to start a business and she's trying to, you know, deal with all of these different things and a marriage and leave corporate America with a huge, you know, salary and all of this stuff. That's a lot to take yeah. on without some guidance. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm here for is to sort out and, tidy the untidy and make it manageable.
0: Excellent. Well, you're, you're, you're doing such great work and, and that's important um, because a lot of people, right, don't know how to shift out of that, of the, the traditional, you know, working life, you know, corporate, uh, job or, or, you know, being an employee as opposed to being self-employed or an employer of other people. And, and, and it's not an easy transition, No. Yeah. Not so. even a little.
1: I mean, going from a classic nine to five to inventing a business, having to figure out how it works and, and functions and departments and hiring and creating jobs and, you know, scaling and customer journeys and value ladders and blah, 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 all at mm. the same time that you're trying to figure out who the hell you want to be as a human when you grow up, not what you want to be, but who you want to be. That's right. a lot just a yeah. lot so it's i mean that's that's the nobility of the work that i get to do is to help people to do the hardest thing they've ever done and it's um you know i i am not a parent so i can't say that this is harder than parenting but i would say it's probably up on the same level but different because it contorts you it twists you it changes the very fabric of who you are it makes you want to die sometimes you i mean working on yourself and entrepreneurship at the same time i mean that that if i'd say that and parenting are probably the two hardest things that people could possibly do voluntarily
0: very yeah very challenging very challenging stuff not for the faint of heart but you know you're there to help guide them through it and give them useful tools to help manage it and and the book uh, the six habits uh, also helps to
1: bring that out it's a great place to start. And that's the thing. Like, it's not very expensive. It's 10 bucks on Amazon. It's 15 bucks, you know, to pay for the shipping and handling on my website. So if, I mean, it's cheap enough. It's like, really? Like spend 10 10 to 15 bucks and start changing your life, especially (laughs) if you get all the coaching stuff for free. Go for it.
0: Exactly. And this is a great time for people to do that. I just want to say to like our viewers and listeners, I know a lot of you have had a big shake up in your lives with, in terms of your employment. I know I have, and some of the places that I worked, I'm no longer able to work because of these vaccine requirements. And so I've had to adjust my lifestyle and also adjust to ways that I find income. And one of those ways is, as you've seen, I I promote these, uh, you know, these deck of playing cards, right? Mm So one of the products I sell. And so, but I, I've been an entrepreneur for, for many years. And so the transition of that wasn't difficult for me, but for a lot of people out there who, who aren't or are new to entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, you know, I'm hoping that your book and, and that your program and your process will be able to help them. So for all you folks, you know, out there listening and, and, and watching this right now, take advantage of that. I mean, invest in yourself, you know, a $10 investment in yourself. You can change your life and not only your life, but you can change the lives of those around you and people in your community. You can help make your community a better place. I mean, I know you've got, you've all got great ideas in you. They're inside you. You've got wonderful things you want to do. And I think this can help you bring that out. And so I want to thank you, uh, for, uh, for doing this and for joining us today. And, and I just, I know you got to run. I know you got a, you got another meeting here, but did you have any final words you wanted to, to leave us with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. Um, you know, it, it's never too late to become more powerful and become more brave. If you think you're too old, you're not, people can change every day. I mean, people, start whole new careers when they're 60, you know, they, they start getting really fit when they're 70. Like you can do whatever you want. The only reason why we don't is because we're scared. So if you just acknowledge that I'm scared, you can decide to do it anyway, instead of just giving yourself a whole bunch of excuses, excuses are flimsy reasons to avoid admitting you're scared. So just admit you're scared and be like, okay, well, I'm scared. Okay. Can I do things while I'm afraid? you do it every day. You just don't think about it, you know? So just do the scary thing, you know, get a copy of the six habits, start there, evaluate your life and, you know, have faith that you can do it because you can.
0: Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. That's great. That is great advice. And so, uh, we'll, we'll end it there. So thank you. So much, Laura, for joining us today. And be sure to send me to any other links you want me to include in the show notes section. i we've got the link to the book here and to the website. I will include the Amazon link as well. If you have some social media or something you'd like to share, cool. um, or as well as the, the uh, link if you have a website to your new company with your husband, I will Thank you. put that up there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and thanks again for coming on the show.
1: The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: All right. Take care. Right. Bye. You too. Bye
1: bye.
0: Well, there, there we go, folks. Uh, boy, what a great show we've had today. And I, you know, I love bringing on people who have something awesome to share, something wonderful to share and, and have things that give you tools that you can use to help make your life and the lives of those in your community and your family better. And so I hope that I, We've in some small way done that today. Uh, as I said in, at the beginning of the show, I know sometimes some of the things that I talk about and the news that I cover can be discouraging. It can be disturbing. It can be dark. And and I, I like to try to balance that out with information and tools that you can use and bring on guests that, that talk about topics or have books such as Laura DeBet, there I go again. D. Benedetto. That's see, that's not so hard. They have wonderful books and programs like Laura does that, that can help you achieve that. And I think what we're talking about here today, you know, a $10 book. I mean, come on, invest in yourself. If if you really, really do care about yourself and really love yourself, go ahead and make that investment. And it doesn't need to be necessarily in Laura's book, but do something. Take a step forward. I know it's scary, like she said, it is. And and I wake up every day and I make a decision. I make decisions, uh, you know, that 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 scare me. Like I, I made the decision to take on these lawsuits. And while I do know a, a little bit about litigation, I'm not a lawyer. And so I've had to, to study and to, and to research and look up things online as to how to go about prosecuting these cases. And I'm still in the process of learning, but I'm moving forward. And yes, I, I'm afraid, but I'm overcoming that fear with information. And so so one of the best ways to do that, the best ways to overcome fear is with getting information. And I think a great way to do that would be to get this book. So if you're you're afraid of taking that next step of starting something new, grab this book. And I'll, I'll leave the link in the show notes section of the show here. And you, um, I encourage you to take advantage of that. And at the very least, just take a look at the website. Watch her TED Talk. you know, Watch some videos on her. Check out some of the other podcasts that she's been on. And determine for yourself if it's if it's a good fit. So that's it for this week, folks. Once again, I'd like to encourage you to get your hands on a deck of COVID's most wanted cards. These are made in the USA right here in Texas. And these awesome these are awesome. I just look, I mean, where are you gonna get something like this? Right? All the characters involved. And look, here I'll even show you the jokers. <laughs> Here's our jokers right here. Joe and Kamala. The Cackling Witch and the Commie Puppet. And, uh, oh, here's the back of the card. I kind of like these. You got, a, oops, you can't really see that too well. Got some little some little hypodermic needles in the, and the uh, COVID virus there. But I like to try to make these fun and also educational. And that's why I put together the, the website COVID's Most Wanted at COVID'sMostWanted.com where you've got all the information on the crimes that these folks have committed, And and uh, here I'll show it to you right now, in fact. So, you know, here's Bill Gates um, got his in here. I've also got his email, his Facebook, his Twitter, his his um, LinkedIn, as well as his phone number. So if you want to call Bill Gates and give him a piece of your mind, we've got that information here. But what you do is you go here to Bill Gates, you click on read more and it'll pull up the different crimes he's accused of, genocide, homicide, fraud, racketeering, grand larceny, criminal conspiracy. And it tells the story about, about how he's involved in the development of MRNA technology. And he has patents on nano tracking and digital ID technology via vaccination. He's been pushing his global vaccination campaign and, you know, bribe politicians and spied on people and stolen technology and used child labor and he been infecting children with polio, as we talked about earlier on the show, with uh, the stories about polio that's going around, the uh, oral polio vaccine, which he administered in India, as well as other places throughout Africa. And so, yeah, um, that, is, uh, that is what you get when you go to COVID'smostwanted.com. And like I said, if you buy these cards, you just click on the link. I'm going to put a hyperlink in the show notes section. With a 20% discount at checkout, so you don't even have to enter the code PODCAST. But if for some reason you don't go that route and you just want to wantedcom you and you go to the store, enter promo code PODCAST at checkout, you'll get 20% discount and free shipping. So, yeah, that's a great way to support the Free America podcast, support yours truly, and... Uh, help educate yourself and others about this whole COVID scam, because they're going to try to erase it. Folks they are going to try to scrub the internet and make you all forget what happened, or at least, um, deny you access to the information about what happened here, uh, this past couple of years. And so we're not going to let them do that. We're not going to let them get away with it. We've got a, now a permanent record of all of their crimes. And so, um, Hopefully you'll help support that. And they make a great gift. Think about Christmas coming up. These are great stocking stuffers. So get your hands on a couple of decks. Of course, with the, always with the free shipping and the 20% discount, just go to covidsmostwanted.com. All right, folks. Well, that's it for today. I uh, want to thank you for joining us once again and for staying free, fighting for your freedom, as I know you do all around the world. I, I've, I'm watching. I got my eye on you every every day you got you folks over in in France and Australia and the Netherlands UK and they you know they they try to suppress the stories but we hear you we see you fighting for your freedom so keep it up because they're they're trying like hell to take it away from us and it takes people like you standing up for your freedom and we are winning folks don't get me wrong We are winning, as I pointed out in some of the stories earlier today. They're backing off of the vaccine mandates. So keep up that pressure. Keep fighting for freedom. Stay free, everybody. Oh, and I won't be back next week. It's my birthday. So I'm going to skip a week. I'm going to take the weekend off. I'm celebrating my 50th. So happy 50th birthday to me. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Good night, everybody.